everyone. Welcome to the show. Weekly podcast from the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. We call it Tennessee Wildcast. Tennessee Wildcast. Wildcast. I'm Doug Markham, Jason Harmon. We'll introduce our guest in just a minute. A special guest. He's from outside the agency. Yeah, we're having a lot of special guests here. This a lot of special guests. Now, we're year looking forward two to it, show. too. And, and um, his parents are my neighbors. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. So you watched him grow up? No. Okay. No, I didn't watch him grow up. He was already grown up by the time I came Yeah, around. I was already past that stage. Or they weren't there yet. Maybe. Right. Anyway. All right. But we got some stuff to tell you first. Turkey season is It's here. ready to go. Yeah, the youth just had a great great weekend. And uh, and uh, now it's time for the, uh, the regular season. And we'll throw the, throw the dates up there on the screen. And... Uh, Hard to believe. That. Some of it's Hard cut to believe. off. But anyway, April 1st through May uh, 14th. You can see that. Four birds, four beaters, no more than one a day, okay? Yep. And when you're shooting at those birds, you can't have shot that's any 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 smaller, I mean, any larger than number four. Right. So be careful with that and, and uh, be safe when you go out there. There's a reason for that. And if you're... Um if you're going on the governor's one-shot hunt this weekend, have a good time. That's That event's going on this weekend, too. Yeah, we got a good interview coming up in a few weeks with Julie Schuster, who's the executive director of that organization, the Wildlife Foundation. It's very important to sportsmen, and mm-hmm. great interview with Julie. She's always a good interview, and we've already put that one together, so we'll get yep. it done pretty soon. And Fishing, I'm sorry? No, I was going to say, on last week's show, it was great, too, with Michael Neal, so... Just keep watching. we got a lot of special guests and a lot of different guests coming on. And yeah, we're still putting things together, and uh, we like talking to our folks here at the agency because we feel like it helps the sportsmen learn what's going on mm-hmm. with what we're doing. But we need to bring in these smart people like the person we brought in today. Yeah. To <laughs> He's got a pretty impressive background. We've been t- chatting here before the show. So. He does. Before we get to Jared, though, fishing also, great time to be fishing right mm-hmm. now. Uh, we've had a really good bite going on. Not that I've been involved in it, but I have a lot of friends in that area and they tell me about it and of course we had the cold front come through and it sort of whacked things up but it's coming back it's fishing's gonna be great yep so get Looking out forward there. to it getting a little warmer and crappie time out there more stripe time those big hybrids time on some lakes in tennessee and and uh, make sure you go check out the fishing guide oh, speaking of fishing guide it is here it is here yes <laughs> we're a little and bit on our late this year yeah, yeah it's on our website tnwildlife.org the hard copy will be in store should be in there right now yeah just go to the four four anglers tab on at tnwildlife.org that's the easiest place to get it and you can have it on your phone and take it with you it is always take it with you mm-hmm. and we want to repeat one more time we but this was on the on our on our facebook the other day mm-hmm. jason and i did a wildcast if you go out and you bag a bird and uh, you check it in and you don't get to maybe walk out of the store without the paperwork or whatever if you get the confirmation number just write it down on a piece of paper for the bird yeah. right just make sure you have a right confirmation in. number in case you get checked and the officer knows that you're legal and, and you put it on your phone you can yep. write it down you can do a screenshot if you check it in through your app just screenshot your confirmation number uh if you're logged in our system with your email you will get an email confirmation uh somebody's asking that on facebook the other day but you you still get that email confirmation but if you don't uh you have to check it in at a, at a check-in station just record that confirmation number make sure you write it down if they don't print you one out that's all you have to do officer comes up and asks if you checked in your bird and of course you're good hunters right so you probably have and yeah and just tell them the confirmation number you're taking care of. Anything else? I don't think so. All right, let's introduce Jared. Go ahead. All right, it's this Jared time. Woodard. <laughs> about time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was all good. <laughs> Jared is out. You don't get a hat, Jared, either. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I just lost my daggum hat. <laughs> Damn. 
you do get a hat. You and Kevin. I'm thinking I'm still pondering over Kevin. Anyway, uh, Jared is Jared Woodard is um, a sportsman and also has had some great shows that you got to go online to see in recent years. Outdoor shows. He got one that we're going to talk about in a few minutes that he and Kevin Weaver were doing. Yeah. Kevin was going to be here today, but. Um, was had some flight issues or something yeah we'll get he, had him back plane, he had a plane uh plane get delayed coming out of carolina so we'll get him and and it's it's a musician's life right it is kevin it's, is a drummer it goes everywhere yep. he was here for one day and uh so i told him even though he was going to get in barely in time to do the podcast to go to the house and and save his marriage rather than <laughs> come do the podcast no offense <laughs> uh, well kevin we will get him in here we'll get you both back in here i had y'all on my radio show several yeah. times a few years y'all great interviews it's a fun, lot of fun fun to talk to and what you've done in recent years is you've had a, a venture called Double Trouble where you shot mm-hmm. video, and, and now you've got Nashville Hunt. Mm-hmm. And Hunt it's Nashville. Hunt Nashville. Yeah, Hunt I Nashville. said that a minute That's ago. Right. Sorry. Right. I uh, guess Google probably doesn't really care. Hunt you know? Nashville. <laughs> yeah, but I do. Hunt, Hunt Nashville. And we're going to talk about that today. It's a podcast that you're doing, too. But Kevin is also – Kevin and, and Jared are also avid, avid sportsmen. They love to hunt and mm-hmm. love to fish. And I want to give some folks – your thoughts on turkey before we're done today yeah absolutely i'll talk about that for the rest of the day (laughs) your parents live right behind me that's kind of how we got to know each other i think that's how we met initially yeah initially and and anyway it's just we running around in the same world you Mm -hmm. also happen to know bobby wilson's who our assistant chief of don't hold it against director director, right yeah so it's a um, small world in nashville it, it, is. it is it's and, a very small big town yeah. and i told both of these i'm the only one that's not a musician because both of these guys are <laughs> you're the luckiest musicians. one in the room maybe <laughs> maybe you could play the spoons or the tambourine that's right. i don't know i don't even know if i do that or not <laughs> anyway jared um tell us a little bit about hunt nashville yeah so we uh kevin and i met about 17 years ago now i was just a wee teenager and um started hunting together hunted together for years and years and years picked up a camera um several years in just because one of us was inevitably not the shooter on turkey hunts and deer hunts and so um started filming stuff for a long time and did a lot of stuff with with double trouble uploading stuff to youtube um did a a television show called friends in wild Wild places um did a few episodes with them um great experience a whole different world than what we were used to Mm -hmm. um and so we just the last couple years having kids and and getting busy with life kevin's been traveling a lot and so we kind of got together about six months ago and we're like you know what if we sat down and did a podcast i started listening to podcasts maybe three years ago or so um and that's pretty much i don't listen to the radio anymore that's that's all i listen to podcasts podcast. are pretty cool yeah that's, you just get more and more people coming over right. to it to listen to yeah. it and that's uh that's my entertainment anymore so um in the truck it hooks up bluetooth hooks up and a podcast is almost always automatically playing and so uh so we started Hunt Nashville, which is our two favorite subjects, which is music and hunting. And so we uh, we could talk a long time about both of them. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of friends who do both of them that are, you know, songwriters and artists and musicians, um, but also guys that just, you know, they're just guys that hunt and fish on the weekend when they can talk their wives into going. And also, I want to mention that Jared's also a good builder. He does. He's got a lot of hats yeah. that he wears. And, yes. And, and <laughs> always hats. building stuff, too. So uh, in between that and the family. That's right. That's my day job. Yeah, it's the one that I don't talk about a lot, but it's the one I spend the most time doing. It seems to be that's the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you're away from it, you don't want to keep on doing that's it, right. I guess. Anyway. Well, so your show. Tell, who are some folks that you've had on there? What are some of the topics you've talked about? Um, and, 
Um, and we'll get to where they can find it. We've talked to, uh, let's see, last week was, uh, or two weeks ago, I guess, was Carrie Barlow, who's a friend of ours, who wrote some songs for Lady Antebellum, Dustin Lynch, um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, I think he had some, maybe some John Party stuff, uh, Billy Carrington. Um, but he's also just a big-time hunter and fisherman. He grew up in Carolina, and so we've talked to him a lot. I mean, we went for over an hour. There's Kevin, yeah. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Um, we went for over an hour just talking about, you know, music and the music industry and stuff that we've all experienced and songwriting, and then about, you know, half of that time was just talking literally about turkey hunting and what we're looking forward to, past hunts and that kind of thing. When you're talking music, what do you talk about? Do you talk about how you do it, what your instruments yeah. are, your history? We what usually, is it? With, a, with a songwriter or a musician, we start off with how they got started, mm-hmm. um, kind of their backstory in music, um, you know, how they started playing or singing or, you know, producing or writing songs. And then we'll get into some of their accolades, um, but that's not really what it's about. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just search any of their names and figure out all the cool stuff they've done. We have a lot of super talented, very talented friends. Um, and then we talk about the, the music business in general. Um, there's a lot of guys, especially here in town that, that do both that, uh, we found have a lot of interest in both. And then there's a lot of people who don't do both, but maybe just hunt that like to see a behind the scenes look of how their favorite song was made. Um, or, or, and what the day-to-day life of those kind of guys are. When so. you're interviewing a, a musician, though, or somebody mm-hmm. that's in the day-to-day, do you find that they would rather talk about the hunting and fishing than about the business? It's always let's get through the music to talk about the hunting. Yeah. That's yeah. why we, we put the music first. That with them. Yeah. yeah, the hunting's not the not the most – I mean, the music's not the most important thing, but it, I've found that if we go ahead and put that first – We'll, we'll get them through it. If we get on hunting, we'll talk an hour and about hunting think, and never hit the music part. Yeah, yeah, and I think for the folks that are listening, too, they, 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 they know the person's famous for that music. And they exactly. want it, and you want to get past that before you get into their favorite right. hobby. And a lot of times you start the conversation, and then the topics just build. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah and that's, start with that one question, and then... And that's the beautiful thing about it as a, as a free-form podcast. It's just a conversation. It's a conversation with a microphone in the room. Which is really nice um, because you don't feel like you're having to put on anything. You don't feel like you're having to put on a show or make sure that you're saying this or doing that or that your hair's right. You know, even the guys on film have to make sure their hair's right. Um, you're all you're thinking about is the conversation itself. And I mean, we've had an hour and a half go by, and it's just like, oh, oh wow, that was an hour and a half. Every time I tell somebody, it's like we'll do about an hour, give or take, or as long as you want to go, or as short as you want to go. They'll be like, oh man, I can't talk about, it. I can't talk about it for an hour, and then an hour hits, and I'm like, well, it's been a little over an hour. It's like, oh my gosh, we barely got it's started. Gone, yeah. yeah, they've got a few fishing stories, <laughs> exactly. or stories they can talk about. Yeah, and it's a lot of guys we've hunted with a lot, so we mm-hmm. have some joint stories that you know we can talk about and be like, remember that time that you busted that bird. And you didn't, you know, yeah. like make fun of each other a little bit too. Well, you were a gu- guitar player when you were young. Mm-hmm. Your sisters were entertainers, mm-hmm. and, and uh, they all live in the Nashville area, I, th- I think, don't they? You yeah, they, yeah, they all live here. My sisters were um, had a band called Coldwater Jane, and they were on Mercury Records for a few years. Um, one of my brother-in-laws is a personal trainer who traveled with um, Billy Carrington and Miranda Lambert and the Dixie Chicks for a long time and, and trained them. My other brother-in-law is a producer, and he produces music. And then, uh, and what's the big hit he produced? Um, he did uh, Megan Trainer's All About That Bass. Okay, he did that's, that that's whole record. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, and then he had uh, he did some stuff with Jason Mraz. He had a couple of Willie Nelson singles, and uh, Stacy Rico had a song called uh, "More to Life" that he he wrote. Okay. And did. Point is, you are in a good world to have good contact exactly. with all these folks. And yeah. and so, how do you go about finding out whether they hunt or fish? Um, well, up to this point, it's been people we've actually went hunting with. Okay. Um, 
uh, it's been guys that either we know that hunt or we've spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in the woods with. Um, there's some crossover there. It'll be people that we've played in bands with or we play in bands with, and you get to talking, and you're out, so you're out on the road for one day. Say that's 24 hours. You're only working for an hour of that, and you're mm-hmm. setting up for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have all this time to kill. They're inevitably hunting stories and fishing stories and, exchange on the bus. So the and so, did you know so and so likes to hunt and fish exactly. too, and so forth and so. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's good because I'm familiar with your other work, and and you really do. You're a meticulous person with the camera and and your editing and all that yeah, stuff. So, you. but the podcast is a cool thing. It's a lot. It is radio to me. It's yeah, radio you got to find online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, and, that's the thing I loved about doing your show. Um, is even though it was at five thirty in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> is that. Uh, it always felt like a little bit more free form. It always felt like we were just talking and having oh, yeah. conversations right. rather than trying to put on a show, you know. It and it ends up being a show, but you're not thinking about that while you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way it ought to be. With a lot of coffee at 5. Exactly. In the lots morning. of coffee. Lots and lots of coffee. Well, let's um, t- tell us a little bit more about your program. Where can they find it? And what's your plan on keeping around? Because as we said before the show, it's persistence. Yeah. You want people to come. I think people would love to listen to your show. It's just persistence getting them out there. and Yeah, and, it's uh, consistency. And there may be a week where, you know, when we talk to my brother-in-law, Kevin, I mean, he has uh, music stories out the wazoo, but he doesn't hunt. You know, he's from Baltimore, Maryland, and lived in okay. New York and L.A. for years. And so I've got him out. I got him out on one of our dove hunts once to shoot a shotgun. That's the most I've ever gotten him to do. And so there's episodes like that that, that people may not be into, but there's also episodes we talked to a buddy of ours um, – David Peel, who doesn't has nothing to do with music, but he's created some hunting projects, uh, some hunting products, and sold them to like Nightingale and licensed them to those kind of guys. Wow! So it's a good mix of both of them, and so we're trying to keep that going. We want there to be. You may get an episode, and it's just an artist that has nothing to do with hunting. And if you're interested, great. If not, you're not going to hurt my feelings to come back next. Are your all your podcasts there? Or do you do you take them down after one? No, day? they'll all stay up. So they can. Check out. Yeah, they'll all stay up. We've done about ten so far, and um, and we're planning on going until we can't do it anymore. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's really, really enjoyable. Yeah, y'all seem to have a knack for it and, and a desire to do it, especially with as much traveling as Kevin does, yeah. as much work as you do. You just got to find that time. Yeah, that's the scheduling. We're sitting down with a, a artist and songwriter next week, and and it's been the the scheduling's been the hard part. Yeah, it's a, that's the hardest part of all of it. The actual sitting down and having a conversation goes quick. Are you trying to do it each, each week, or are you just yeah? We're trying to do up? weekly. We we went back and forth on trying to do every other week or once a month, but I just. Having been so such a fan of online media for so many years, I've seen the ones that really keep my interest are the ones that at least once a week. Some of them are two or three times a week, but those are like the Joe Rogan show, but he does two or three a week. But, I mean, that's he's, that's what he does. You know, it's a lot easier when it's what you do, not when you're out swinging a hammer or telling somebody where to pour a footer on a job site or out playing drums. You got to go make money. <laughs> exactly. So, get that uh, family going. But yeah. we're going to try to stay once a week for as long as we possibly can. Well, good deal. I, I do, I'm do. i serious about getting Kevin back in here and we'll just have a good round table on Absolutely. hunting. Absolutely. Uh, talk about hunting. And speaking of hunting, turkey season, uh, uh, it's here. It's the you most ready? wonderful time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could I could definitely take that saying away from Christmas and put it in spring. <laughs> April is my favorite month. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I am a turkey hunter through and through. And a turkey photographer. There you go. That was that was on Franklin Road the other day in oh, Nashville, right? Yeah, that. In don't tell Nash- him where the. Don't tell everybody where yeah. the hunting. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get permission to hunt there, call me, please. Yeah. I'll just come film you. You'd have to shoot it with a bow, I think, technically. Probably but, uh, so. Where that is. <laughs> but uh, 
No, I am. I uh, during the spring, I've I've got a, a DSLR I've had for years with a, a decently long lens on it. That bird was only thirty yards from the truck, and um, I just throw in my truck and I keep it with me. I something I'm I don't consider myself a photographer. But there's something about turkeys. Every time I see one strutting on the side of the road, I have to stop. So and take that, a picture. that camera's in your car. Oh, it rides in my passenger seat in a bag and in yeah. a backpack. And if I see a turkey, I will pop a Yui and go turn around. Do you and stop park for deer? Or do you stop for? I, I will stop for a big buck. Okay. but I, I don't know, man. It's something about turkeys, and I, everybody kind of has their. I've never. I've, every hunter I've ever met is like, I'm a dove hunter, or I'm a turkey hunter, or I'm a quail hunter, or, I'm a deer hunter. I've never met one that's like, oh, I love them all equally. Or like, I'm a crappie fisherman. I'm mm-hmm. a bass fisherman. You know, I'm a saltwater guy. Yeah. And uh, I like to do, I dove hunt. We do a dove hunt every year, and I love the deer hunt. Um, but there's something about turkey season, man. It it gets me. <laughs> did we, did, uh, pardon me if I've lost train there, but no, did we fine. tell you how to get, did you tell them how to get to your podcast? Um, you can go on basically anywhere you listen to podcasts and okay. search Hunt Nashville. Just Hunt so Nashville. iTunes, hunt Nashville. Google Play. Um, yeah, pretty much anywhere where you normally listen to podcasts, just search Hunt Nashville. You'll find us. We'll okay. be on there. All right. All right. So turkey hunting, got any big tips for our hunters out there as you get started? Uh, uh, what are you seeing as your scout? The, What's going on? The last week or two, the last two weeks, I've really started seeing the birds really start firing up. I've started seeing them strutting on the side of the road. They all broke up? Not they're, them. they're starting to break up a little bit. There was a group of – actually, if you go – that video over there on the far right – that's a group of toms out on a buddy of ours. That that was yesterday. They were out fighting right outside his window. Can you get it, Jason? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't show it to the people at home. Yeah. Look at there. There you go. That, his wife took that. It's too busy it watching. To <laughs> yeah. There's six long beards with about a nine or ten inch beard, and they're just fighting right outside their bedroom window. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> wow. And so, uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, Claire. Uh, Callaway, um, she's in a band called the Henningsons. I think they're signed to Sony, maybe. That's yeah. their Jacob's their husband, and we hunt with Jacob a ton. We've killed a, a bunch of birds out of his place in Thompson Station. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, so you're starting. They're kind of setting up the pecking order there. They're starting to do that a lot, and that was just you know just yesterday. So it's um, starting to see that a whole lot. And then you know, like I said, I'm just I'm ready for season. You know, we got a week behind us with with Youth Weekend, and then uh, you know this coming weekend is opening day. So. I've talked to a lot of hunters that about how they start their year out and and uh, whether they start out calling a lot or not calling much or where do you come down usually? What do you do to get ready for that first day? I used to call a lot uh, to a fault. I used to if they were gobbling, I was calling. Um, I have gotten to the point where I much prefer running gun turkey hunting. So if I can get up close, if I can get within seventy five yards of one roosting, I'll, I'll set up on them absolutely. But if I hear one 400 yards away, I will throw my shotgun over my shoulder and take off running. <laughs> Is that right? And I killed I – ki- I went turkey hunting once last year. I had a, a project that just uh, – a construction project just took away. I was working every Saturday. It was taking a ton of my time. But the year before is the only year I've ever tagged out, and three of the four birds I killed running and gunning. Three okay. of them were on public land out the Cheatham WMA. Okay. Yeah. And when you do that, running and gunning, you literally you go and keep listening to a call and mm-hmm. set up. And yeah, you're just, How do you do it? You're just trying to figure out where the birds are, locate them, if you mm-hmm. can get them to gobble. And then rather than go against nature trying to get them to come to you, you're going to them. So it doesn't work in everything. If he's in the middle of a 100-acre 100, 100 cut cornfield, yeah. Unless you're willing to fan him, which is a possibility, which is using a turkey fan to okay. walk through the middle of the field to him, which we've done and had some success with. Um, but, you know, 
in Tennessee, most of it's hardwood ridges and running through creek bottoms, and you know you're you're hiking up and down the hills quite a bit, especially the areas we hunt. When you call what you're calling running gun, have you found it's just more? Is it an adrenaline thing for you, or just it's a successful way of hunting birds? And I I have been more successful with it. Um, one thing I will I have told people in the past is be prepared to bump a lot of birds. Mm-hmm. So if you hear ten turkeys doing it this way, you'll probably scare eight of them and won't even get within shotgun range um but your your likelihood of seeing more birds at least in in my experience goes way up and that's the biggest thing for me so i'd rather do that than hunt you know sit until 10 o'clock one morning and listen to a bird oh he's coming he's coming and then he shuts up and it's over what about i heard you mention cheetah wildlife management area that's in ashland city in Mm -hmm. middle tennessee um what's is that do you have to get out of, away from the main roads to do that mm-hmm. so that you're not bumping people that are there? Yeah, I, uh, I've i had mixed luck there as far as where I've killed them. I've killed, I killed one bird two years ago um, about 50 yards off the road. I mean, mm-hmm. he was right there. Um, yeah. And then I've killed some that were, you know, three-quarters of a mile back in the woods. Um, it kind of depends. Earlier in the season, you'll catch them closer to the road because there's not as much pressure. But, you know, Cheatham gets hunted a lot. It's 21,700 acres right. or something yeah. like that. Wow, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've hunted it a lot. <laughs> I've, I've walked many of those bottoms. Um, and it, uh, and so closer, further and further you get into season, the further and further back you've got to get because those birds just don't want to come up where they're going to see a truck parked. Do you run into a lot of people? I mean, do you ever have a problem with that? I've run into one guy. I've been turkey hunting out there for 10 years, and I've run into one person. Okay. Now, you'll see a truck and need to go to the next spot. Or, so you're, you're, you keep that in mind yeah, though, as you go out there. But I've yeah. only literally out in the woods I've run into one. I called one guy up one time. You know, I was sitting and he came walking up the road, you know, trying to hen calling, poking around the corner. And I just waved my hand and, and it was fine. Yeah, just so, hide the red handkerchief. And don't take a gobble tube out there and don't take a fan out That's there. That's a great tip. Yeah, don't, <laughs> well, don't take gobblers to w public lands. No, it's yeah. not a good idea. You yeah. might think that nobody's around, but there's if you are on a bird and it's a Saturday morning and it's good weather, somebody else is on that bird too. You yeah. can almost guarantee it every yeah. time. It's just a matter of who gets there first and, and who gets convinces them to come to him. Well, this might put you on the spot, but I was going to ask you about decoys and things mm-hmm. like that. Do you do you like using decoys, and have you seen those new robotic I remote-controlled? I was at the NWTF convention this year, and um, I saw the one that's on like a little four-wheel drive yeah. buggy. Uh, I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, I fanned one bird a couple years ago, and, and, and I enjoyed it. It, it was nice. Um, but I run and gun so much that – the fanning works for me. I st- I carry a Jake and a Hen. You know mm-hmm. those Feather Flex like Styre. I don't even know if they're the Feather Flex brand, but those those foam decoys that right. fold up real fold small up. and stick mm-hmm. in your back. They don't weigh anything. I probably pull them out once every four or five hunts, just because I don't stay set up for long. I mean, yeah. if the bird's not close, I, I'm going after it. And there's a lot of hunters that would definitely look down on that as far as like, they're like, you need to stay put. And, and I understand that. Some guys are real successful like that. Just in my personal experience, I found more luck actually getting out and running after. I think it's your hunt, you know, just as long it, as you're it is. Being careful. And, you know, being careful. And that's the big thing, being safe. Be aware that, again, if you're set up on a bird, chances are somebody else don't go run through somebody's setup and bust it. You know, things can get competitive on public land if people aren't careful. And keep in mind that those guys are out there the same reason you are. They wouldn't. They're probably not going to run through your setup, so don't go run through theirs. And somebody might bust that RC 
RC gobbler. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, be careful what you shoot at now. I guess yes. technology's gotten pretty good. It might so, be a remote control gobbler. Uh-huh. Jared, do you uh, are you one that are you go out there and your early season's good and it's April the fifteenth and you've got three birds? Are you going to slow down and and wait, or are no. you going to kill that bird and maybe go help somebody else hunt? Yeah, I'll I'll kill. I'll kill two birds and then I'll start helping other people hunt. Well, yeah. Unless it's uh, I've got my brother-in-law's never killed a bird. One, my my wife's sister's husband has never killed a bird before. So I uh, I think I'm going to try to get him a bird this year. But I'm a little bit selfish too when I'm like you know I just want to I just want to get one or two done and, and under my belt and then we'll we'll move on. But no, I'll hunt to the end of season as long as as somebody wants to go, I'll go. And how'd you get your mom or your dad get you started in this? My dad did. My dad did. Um, when we're from South Mississippi originally, mm-hmm. so we used to hunt uh, deer, hunt river swamps, and run dogs and that kind of thing. So that got the initial itch of hunting. We squirrel hunting and rabbit hunting, and we did some quail hunting on reserves, and um, that got the initial itch. But really, after we moved to Tennessee, the hunting in Mississippi then was it was far and few between. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd hunt for you'd run dogs for four or five hours in the morning and maybe see two deer, maybe. Um, unless you were just in a, in a deer? good spot. Deer, yeah. Okay, that's different from here then. <laughs> yeah, and so here, I mean, obviously you can't run dogs right. here, but if you could, yeah. I mean, Lord have mercy, it'd be herds They'd coming be out of the world. Oh, it'd be everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. You'd be picking and choosing what you wanted to shoot. So yeah. Tennessee really, I'm glad we moved to Tennessee when we did. I love my home in Mississippi, and, and the hunting down there has gotten a lot better since I was a kid, apparently. There's hogs and stuff down there now, but, but the deer and turkey hunt has gotten a lot better. But Tennessee just, I mean, we're super blessed to have – all of the wildlife that we got and all the different things that you can hunt i mean even even to the fishing being able to go to the harpeth and go catch smallmouth all day if you want to there's stuff like that that i think most of us take for granted that are in place that um i don't know if you really stop and think about it and visit other places that don't have the mix i mean we've got I know it's a small amount of hunts, but we've got elk hunting in East Tennessee now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where can you go and hunt as many things as you can here? There's not many states where you can do that. I appreciate that. There's a lot of folks that have worked hard to make it that way oh, for, yeah. for many, many years. And I appreciate that you're saying that. And, and uh, you could you live close to Bobby Wilson. You could learn a lot about the fishing stuff with Bobby. Oh, he's, yeah. He's had a lot of hand in, in working on fish prog- pro- projects through all the years. So, mm-hmm. um so anyway, what about later part of the season for you, Jared? When you do you continue the same style through the year, or do you do something different? I'm pretty aggressive. I don't know. I'm pretty aggressive all the way through. <laughs> I think just running and gunning, and you know, belly crawling through ditches, kind of lends itself to that. I, I'm a little more standoffish early season, just because you know, Cheatham is one thing, or large wildlife management areas. But when you're hunting a 50 acre private track. You have to be aware that there's only a certain amount of birds there, and if you go running after them in the first weekend and spook them, it's going to be really hard to kill them if you don't get them then. Mm-hmm. So on private land, I hunt a little bit differently, but you know that's the beautiful thing about the wildlife management areas is you get, I mean, you just go, and you know you don't have to worry about hitting a property line. You don't have to worry about running into somebody. You just walk until you're exhausted. I'll walk five or six miles in the morning hunting for four hours, and it not even be a really a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that why you're getting up early and working out right now? I, I, that is the exact reason. I started working <laughs> I've out. I've talked to people like you before. I started working out in the beginning of January. Yeah. I go three times a week, and I run five miles each day. And the sole reason I started working out is because turkey season starts April 1st. 
That's okay. the only reason I started. It wasn't to look good in a bathing suit. It was, I mean, losing weight is a good, I needed to lose some weight. I had some baby fat, but, but I went, so I, cause last year I chased a couple birds and I literally got winded <laughs> and I was like, that's not happening this year. Getting ready to go. You make right. Kevin go work out too? No, Lord, no. He's, he's I'm doing it for him. I'm going to have to carry, no, he'll be at the truck taking a nap and I'll be carrying a bird over my shoulder on the way back is what'll happen. See, Kevin, this is what happens when you don't show up. Exactly. You can't defend yourself. I can just get on you all the time. And Kevin, by the way, Kevin Weaver is his name. And he is, uh, you say he's an avid deer hunter. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he turkey hunts a lot. I mean, he loves it too, but he, yeah, I think he considers himself more of a deer hunter. He's, he's got more, more, he's shot more big bucks than I've seen. And um, I don't know, he's got a knack for it. I, I kind of, uh, I kind of rely on him to put me on deer and he kind of relies on me to put him on turkey. So it's a good partnership. Very Does he good. hunt a lot of public land? Um, he started, I don't know, down in, um, he just moved down to uh, uh, Triune, to College Grove area, and there's okay. a WMA somewhere down there. I don't know which one, and he hunted it. He killed two deer out there this year with with a bow. I think he killed um, a little buck and, and a doe out there, and he mm-hmm. had never really hunted public land before that other than turkey hunting the WMA with me. Yeah. yeah. We do have a small WMA over in that way that may, I guess it's open to archery hunting. It so, might yeah, be. Okay. I don't know. It's somewhere kind of in, it's somewhere south of Nashville. I don't know if it's okay. close to his house or not. Okay, yeah. He hasn't right. even told me he's keeping it to himself. <laughs> yeah, well, like it's not idea. Like it's not on the TWA website. He's keeping it to himself. He Which won't even tell have, me where it is. We have good maps on the Very site. good maps that so. I have printed off many of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good. I'm glad that, uh, that your season's coming up. It's your favorite time of year, and, and you need to ask your dad, if you can take, I don't know how y'all work it out, but if you got to ask your dad, ask him for a lot of time off. Come April. Well, that's I'll probably try and do that. Maybe that's, you just tell him. I don't know. I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could, but no, we'll be we'll be hitting it hard. All right, one more time. It's called Hunt Nashville. Hunt Nashville, and you can find it by doing a search. Yep, and I, watch uh, podcasts on iTunes, uh, Google Play, or just Google search Hunt Nashville. We should come up pretty high up, I think. Or Hunt okay. Nashville podcast, I'll say. All right, well, we appreciate your time coming on here. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our show. And absolutely, we really I'm a appreciate big, that, big you, fan. that you do. Hey, it's been a good one. Thanks for being here. And, yeah, uh, man. We'll uh, we'll be uh, following and. And favoriting your show and then your Instagram. stuff on Instagram. You got a lot of stuff on Instagram. So and we'll get Kevin in here and let y'all talk all about music. There you and go. And I'll listen. Okay? <laughs> we can absolutely do that. But thanks for being with us and uh, always keep coming back. TNWildlife.org is the best place to start to find us. So. Watch all those shows that are always out there.